Praise the Lord. Everybody smile. Hallelujah. Everybody laugh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know, the Lord, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord. You know, the Lord wants us to be happy. He wants us, he wants us to know that we're blessed and highly favored. Uh, the Lord doesn't want us to go around being negative all the time. He wants us to be positive. He wants us to speak life. He wants us to, to speak the word of God. Amen. And so uh, today I, I want to preach on growing by going. Growing by going. Uh, you'll never grow in your spiritual walk with God if you never reach out to others. You'll never grow. Uh, you'll never, if we never reach outside the four walls, we'll never grow. And uh, if you're there already, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. And uh, this is just, a, it's kind of a lengthy paragraph, but I, w- I want to just read this and bear with me this morning, all right? And Jesus said this, he, he said, Behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal, li- eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he wanting to justify himself, how many has ever tried to justify themselves? I believe all of us have. But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked, and he passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And so he went to him, praise the Lord, and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. I want to preach today on reaching outside the four walls of the church. Uh, we've been preaching on the basic doctrines of the Word of God, but, but I felt led to preach this today to get us to understand that what we receive here, we need to take it to them. We need to take it to, to uh, the people in our community. And I remember as a kid, uh, I went to a, went to a Christian school. I never did go to a public school. Can you tell? <laughs> Anyways, you don't have to answer that. Went to a Christian school uh, all my life, and... Uh, uh, homeschooled my last two years of, 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 uh, of high school and uh, I remember around two o'clock it would be time for recess and we'd get to go outside and play as a kid and man I just really I, man I wanted to go outside you know and uh, so I try to do get get my work done because that was the prerequisite for me to go outside and so that's all I could think about was man I want to go outside uh, and get some fresh air instead of just staying inside this, this schoolhouse all day long. Man, I've been sitting down. 
I've been sitting down here. I've just been stuck inside all day. And, man, I was just waiting for 2 o'clock to get there so I could just go outside, you know. And uh, when 2 o'clock got here, I would, I would be outside those doors, right? And that was, that was probably the funnest. I don't know if that's a, the right word to use or not. But I had the most fun time. I don't even know if that's the right one to use. But we had a really good time when I was outside. And, uh, and I think that we as a church should be willing to go outside of these four walls with such enthusiasm. I mean, I would watch the clock. I mean, man, it was getting to be 2 o'clock, man. When I watched it, when it hit 2 o'clock, I was outside. I was outside those walls. We as a church need to be enthusiastic about going outside of these walls to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to be so enthusiastic. We need to be so excited about it because that is where Jesus spent most of his ministry. Jesus spent most of his ministry not in the temple, not in the, not in the building, but he spent most of his ministry outside the four walls of the church. See, reaching other people is how you grow deeper in your relationship with God. You know, many Christians today feel stuck. They feel stuck because they don't know their next step. But your next step could be to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ by reaching people outside of the four walls of the church. See, some of us get in a rut. Do you know why some of us get in a rut? Now, I believe a lot of us are getting out of the rut. We're stepping out. We're getting prayer. We're worshiping the Lord. We don't care what other people think, right? We're a praising church. Amen. We're a worshiping church. But some of us, we get in a rut because we can't look beyond ourselves and reaching out to someone else. We get in a rut because we, we like the familiarity. We like the routine. We like the same old, same old. But welcome to a church where there's not the same old, same old. Where we don't believe in routine. We believe in the presence of God. We believe in, in flowing with the presence of the Lord. Listen, we can't think in terms of how we're just being served. We've got to think of how can we serve the people around us? How can we serve our community? And reaching people, evangelism, is how we grow. It's part of the growing process. Listen, if we're not growing, we're dying. Amen. And if we're dying, we're, and if we're dying it's because we're not reaching. And we've always got to be reaching people. There's a song, I don't know if y'all remember, it's called, there, If We Are the Body, Then Why Aren't His Hands Reaching? If we are the body, why aren't His words teaching? If we are the body, why aren't His feet moving? And that's what I want to preach today about. I want to preach about that our spiritual growth is heavily dependent on reaching other people. How many here wants to be serious about your growth in God? Then we have to start reaching out to other people with our gifts. How many believe that God has given you gifts? And you're not supposed to hoard them up to yourself. You're supposed to exercise those gifts. You're not supposed to keep them to yourself. Exercise them. Get busy for God. Amen. See, we've gotten used to the fact that being fed, that being fed maybe with a sermon leads to growth, but, but just being fed alone ain't going to lead to growth. It's actually unhealthy. How many knows that if you don't put any exercise with the, with the eating, then there's not going to be any growth, healthy growth, that is. And so, and so what happens is a lot of times we get full on a sermon but never exercise what God has said in that message or that sermon. So really just hearing the word is not going to make you grow. It's actually doing the word that's actually going to make you grow. And so God has called us not to be hearers only, but doers of the word of God. And so we got to exercise our faith. We need to share our faith 
through serving other people. See, churches begin to die because they don't have an ongoing strategy to reach people. Pastor, what are you talking about strategy? Let me tell you about strategy. Y'all ready? It's where we get together, we have a meeting, and we talk about reaching people, and we do it. Did y'all catch that last part? We get together, we have a meeting, and we do it. But you know what? Us, the church, we've been notorious of having a meeting and not do it. Are y'all with me this morning? We'll talk about it. We'll preach about it. We'll testify about it. But do we actually do it? And God is raising up a church that's actually going out into the community and sharing with them what we've received here at church. How many's received deliverance this morning? How many's received healing this morning? How many's received a breakthrough this morning? Let me challenge you. Share that with your coworkers. Share that with those people you go to school with. Share that with people that you see every day to the restaurant you go to every day. Right? Share that with people. Amen. It's important for us to share the gospel and be sensitive to what God is telling us. See, churches begin to diminish. The body of Christ begins to diminish because we can become too inward focused. Guys, We don't necessarily need more meetings. We just need to meet more needs. Are y'all with me? I'm not against having more meetings, but, but it's important for us to see what needs can we meet in the community? What needs can we meet? You know, a lot of times we get used to holy huddles, don't we? Because everything's familiar. Listen, I love hanging out with Chuck and Elijah and, and Kurt and Keith. I love hanging out with everybody because these are my brothers, these are my sisters in the Lord. But sometimes it gets really comfortable doing that because I like hanging out with them. But God says, I want you to take it a step further. Don't just fellowship and don't just be inward focused, but go outside the walls of the church and talk to somebody, pray for somebody you don't even know. Reach out to people. If we don't, if a church, if we don't make outreach a priority, we'll eventually collapse. And what happens is we become selfish. And the church begins to be about us and our preferences instead of about God and reaching people. And a lot of times, and and I know y'all will agree with me on this, a lot of times people often want a church that serves them and meets their needs instead of them meeting other people's needs and serving them. Are y'all with me? So we have a consumer church or we have a a distributor church. And a church that distributes, they're all about serving people. They're all about who, who can I serve? Who can I help? But some people look at church as a consumer church where I consume everything, but I never distribute. Are y'all with me this morning? And God says, I want you to consume, but don't just be consuming and never giving. God says, don't be just be taking, but be giving too. Amen, church. So God wants us to give. So guys, if we look right for a church uh, that agrees with everything, everything, listen, we're not perfect, are we? How many knows we're perfect? I almost got you. We're not perfect. So, so there's going to be some things that may not go your way or maybe some things that may not be said your way. But you know what? We're still brothers and sisters in the Lord and this is the body of Christ and we're supposed to go forward in Him. Amen. So guys, we have to start, stop battling for the saved and battle for the lost. Amen. You know, I love it when, when God calls people to church here, and even if it's from another church, but guys, that's just transfer growth. That's not growth by reaching the unreached. Y'all with me? 
Are y'all with me? So our goal, listen, we want people to come here that maybe come from another church, but we want to reach people who don't even know God. They're far from God. They're lost. They don't know anything about God. We want to reach those kind of people, right? Listen, it wouldn't make sense if I was fishing out in a boat and I went to another man's boat and he already had fish in his boat and I got his fish so I could tell everybody else what kind of fish I got. That don't make any sense at all, does it? So it's not about just catching fish at another church. It's about catching fish of people who don't even know God. Are y'all with me? Does that make any sense? I hope I'm explaining myself pretty well up here. So we're called to reach people who don't know Jesus. So the question is, is are we inward focused or are we outward focused? See, if the devil can get us so inward focused that we never focus on the outside, we'll gradually divide. Did you know if we never have an outflow of reaching people, all of a sudden, you'll start seeing people argue. You'll start seeing people divide over stuff. They're, it's, that's not what I like. That's not what I like. That's not what I want. But if you get busy reaching people, you won't have time to worry about your personal preference. All you want is the presence of God. It's not about preference. It's not about what you like or don't like. It's not about what I like or I don't like. It's about obeying God. And listen, if it's helping people, then we just need to go with the flow. Amen, church. Just go with the flow. Go with what God tells us to do. And so it's just like the Dead Sea. I was telling somebody this the other day. You know, there's an inflow, but there's not an outflow. That's why they call it the Dead Sea. (laughs) If there's always an inflow, but never an outflow, we'll be the dead church. Are y'all with me? So God says, I want you to receive here, and I want you to praise God. I want you to jump up and down. I want you to praise him like it's your last day here on earth. But share that with the community. Share that with people who don't know God. Can I get an amen? We share with people. And see, an inward focus is a threat to our mission. If we're focused on us, then we'll never reach the lost. Right? We'll never reach the people who don't know God. So we have to be focused on our mission. And the devil wants to distract us from our mission. The devil wants to distract us. He'll, he'll get us doing good things to keep us from the best thing. Y'all with me? Sometimes he'll get us so focused on inward things that we forget about people outside the church. So guys, it's not about seeding capacity. And I preached this before. It's about sending capacity. How many people, you know, people ask me, Pastor, how many people did you have in church Sunday? And my question is, how many people did you send out Sunday? (laughs) So it's not, we want to fill all the chairs up, but what's more important is, is how many people are we sending and are we going? Are we staying or are we going? Are we staying or are we going? And God says, I want you to go. I want you to go. We got to get used to leaving the church more than just coming to it. Can I get an amen? Amen. We have to get used. we got to look beyond ourselves. Listen, I know that we come here to get rid of our personal pain because everybody has pain that they go through. Uh, Spiritual pain, emotional pain. But but guys, listen, you're going to have some kind of pain for the rest of your life. Are y'all with me? And so you got to learn how to go beyond yourself, reach beyond yourself, and reach other people and help them and serve them. And we have to get out of our own little circle of pain. Are y'all with me? Does that make sense? So God wants to help us, and and that's how we get help, by reaching other people. So we're ascending church. 
It's not about how many people, it's not about how many chairs we can fill up. It's about how many people we're sending to the mission field. How many people are reaching out in local outreach. How many people are involved in the nursing home. How many people are involved in the community cookouts. How many people are involved. That's what God wants us to focus on. Reaching people. Reaching people. It's not about how big the church is. Right? I, I had somebody come in here, it was probably a few months ago, and they said, oh, Pastor Samuel, wow, what? This is a really, this is a big church. And, and I'm like, yeah, about medium size or so. And it's like people are so obsessed with the size of a building. But guys, it doesn't matter what size it is. It matters what's in the heart of the people. If they love God, if they want to reach out, it's not how pretty the ceiling is or how pretty the wall is. Listen, if you can't praise God in a hut, you're not even saved. You're not even saying, you, you need to be, listen, you go to a foreign country out in a third world country, they're out in the blazing heat sun, and we complain if we ain't got air conditioner, we complain about, listen, if there's something to complain about, somebody's going to complain about it. Summertime gets here, come on January. January gets here, come on uh, August. I mean, somebody's going to complain about something. Well, how about you stop complaining and start looking at what God can do and stop complaining about these things and say, I serve a God that's bigger than my problem. I serve a God that's bigger than my issue because I've got to look outside of myself and I've got to reach people. Amen, church. Reach people. Now, we're getting into the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who are you? Are you the priest, the Levite, or the Samaritan? Who are you? Who's your neighbor? Look next to you. There's your answer. You don't have to look hard. But what happens is we have a hard time. We have no problem saying that people in here are our neighbor. But when it comes to someone who's a natural enemy of yours... And you still call them neighbor and you still treat them like your neighbor? That's when you know you're saved. That's when you know you're saved. Right? If you just love people that love you, that's not a sign you're saved. But if you love people who despise you, it's a pretty good sign you're saved. Are y'all with me? So it's important for us to love people. Love people. That's our neighbor. You know, you know there's a saying, good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> but not in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we, we be a neighbor to those. Even those who don't know us, no matter who they are, no matter what color they are. Can I get an amen? No matter what color they are, no matter where they're from, no matter if they speak Tennessee or Wisconsin, <laughs> no matter, it doesn't matter who they are, it doesn't matter where they're from, it doesn't matter what they've done. We're, we are each other's keeper. We're, right, we're each other's neighbor. They're our neighbor. You don't have to look hard. See, the way, and I want you all to hear me out, the way we treat the unchurched, who's the unchurched? People who don't come to church. The way we treat the unchurched is the test of our spiritual health. How do we treat them? What do you do in this passage? What do you do when a man who is beaten to the point of death and he's laying on the side of the road, what do you do? I don't know, but guys, these, those two guys, two men in there, they just... They just passed by him. They went on. The man was on his deathbed. He was laying in a ditch, and they just passed him up. 
Now, in our minds, I believe in most of our minds, and just about everybody in here, if we see somebody laying in a ditch or they're, they're about dead, we're going to do something to help them. We're going to call the ambulance. We're going to call 911, do something, right? But guys, these guys were extreme. They didn't even stop to check on the fella. But the third guy did. And it was the least likely guy that everybody thought would stop and help the man. But in their mind, they would think that the Levite and the priest would do it because they know the law of God. They go to church every Sunday. Are y'all with me? (laughs) They go to church every Sunday. They have the religious thing going on. They have their system going on. They know everything about the Word of God. And they were being tested, but they didn't know they were in a test. Do you know you're tested? Do you know God's testing you? Are you... you, He's testing you to see if you love people. If you love people, you have no problem reaching outside these walls. If you love people, you'll reach outside of these walls and and reach them with the best you know how. See, there was only one that passed the test, and it was the Samaritan. See, what did the priest and the Levite do? See, they saw the law of the temple as being above helping your neighbor. The priest saw his role at the temple meaning more to him than the pain of the man lying at his feet. What if God interrupts you on a Sunday morning on your way to church and somebody needs the gospel before you're coming to church but you say, I don't have time. I don't have time to pay attention to that fellow because i got to get to church or I'm going to be late. Are y'all with me? That's where we're putting the church building, right, our system above people. If we are not people-centered, we're missing it. We're missing the boat. We're missing the mark. And God says, are you willing to let me interrupt you so you can reach people? We can't be so programmed, and I know y'all will agree with me on this. We can't be so programmed that we forget about people. We can't be so programmed that we forget about reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The priest in this paragraph, in this passage of Scripture, he remembered the law that says if you touch a dead body, you'll be unclean for seven days according to the law. But in his attempt to be holy... He disconnected himself from the world that was hurting around him. I've got to be holy. I don't need to be around those people. How many's ever met those people? How many's ever been that kind of people? <laughs> We're in our attempt to be holy. We, we never have anything to do with the world. We never have anything to do with people who don't know God. And see, the priest, he could only function in his comfort zone. You know where his comfort zone was? The church. The church building. And this is our comfort zone. Are y'all with me? Somebody shout amen if you're still with me. This is our comfort zone. And God says, I want you to step out of your comfort zone because that's all the priest knew. That's all he knew. Go, Go to the building and that's my comfort zone. That's my safe zone. But when you start going out there, man, you're dealing with some messy people. You're dealing with people that don't know God. You're dealing with people who are hurt. You're dealing with people who are wounded. You're dealing with people that don't know Jesus. And when you go to them, you'll realize, hey, you don't have to have no deep training at all. And you really don't have to know much of the Word of God. You just show them love and you tell them about Jesus and that's enough. Amen, church. And so God, that's what God is calling us to do. Reach out and get out of our comfort zone. See, the priest's life is centered on temple Duties such as reading the Torah, making sacrifices and preaching. The Levite, he was a legal expert in Jewish law. He had the same attitude of the priest. The priest and the Levite were inwardly centered. They were caught up in the rules and activities of the religious system. They were in a hurry because they had programs to run. 
They were in a hurry because they had things to do at the church. They didn't have time to help people outside the walls of the church. Are y'all with me? So we got to reach people. We got to help them. They didn't see people as being the center of God's kingdom. And we can't be so focused on ourselves and even our pain that we can't even reach out to others outside of our church. That's why we talk about going to the Calhoun Elementary School. That's why we talk about going to the Family Dollar. That's why we talk about going to New York. That's why we talk about going to Minnesota. That's why we talk about going to our local outreaches, our local schools, our local Boys and Girls Club. We want to reach out because we understand that if we just think about ourselves and our own problems, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to, let me say it one more time, we're going to die if we just focus on ourselves. We have to get out of our own circle of pain and look at others and try to help them in their pain. Because if all you worry about is your pain, then you're missing it. God says you can help people in their pain also. We can help them and reach out to them. But we can't be selfish. We have to go beyond ourselves. And the Samaritan, the Samaritans that day, they were stereotyped as slow and un, uneducated. But Jesus applauded this man. And his presence flowed through the Samaritan. And the inflow of God's anointing is tied to the outflow of our efforts to go outside the four walls of the church. This is why we're about reaching the lost. Everybody say, reach the lost and teach the saved. Evangelism, discipleship, we're all about reaching people. I love this quote. Y'all listen, Christians are a lot like fertilizer. Piled up in one place, they'll burn a hole in the ground beneath them. (laughs) But spread out over a large field, they can do a lot of good. (laughs) If we just stay in one spot like fertilizer, man, we're going to burn a hole right in the ground. But if if we spread out, (laughs) if we spread out, right? How many has ever seen that before where people just be kind of gathered together? They just kind of huddle up. We better huddle up because these are the people that we know. These are the people that we need. No, spread out. Share the gospel. People need the gospel. They need the solution. They need medicine. And we have to reach outside of ourselves. Amen? See, we need to bring the kingdom of God to those outside the church. See, community is what we're all about. We're a community. But if we're a community without an outward focus, our light will go out. Our light will go out. See, this Samaritan, he's probably on a business trip. He was probably busy. He was busy. He had things to do. He had affairs to take care of. But you know what? He allowed himself to be interrupted. He allowed himself to be interrupted. See, God is testing you in the area of outreach and missions. Are you going to pass the test? Right? You say, well, well, Pastor, I'm just interested in just church, going to church. I'm not interested in missions and this local outreach stuff. I just don't know about all this. We just need to, we just need to focus on church. Uh, you're just like that Levite. If you're saying that, you're just like the Levite and the priest. Because they said, Look, I just, I just want to go to church because that's just my comfort zone. God says, it's not just about going to church. It's about taking the church with you. Listen, we, we, we meet together in this building. But guys, this is not a shrine. This is just a building made with hands. We're the temple of God now. We're the temple of God now. 
God says, don't make the building your object of worship. God says, go to the people and let me be your object of worship and let them know that they can have life and have it more abundantly. Does this make sense? So God says, I want you to do more than just sit on a pew. I want you to do more than just listen to the pastor. I want you to do more than just listen or let everybody else do the things. God says, I want you involved. I want you involved. I want you to be active and not passive. God wants you to be involved. And there's opportunities for you to be involved. Listen, we're going to get, we're go, it's going to be normal around here about leaving the church more than we actually go to it. You say, Pastor, we, that don't make any sense. You're telling people we don't need to meet here. No, I, we need to meet here, but we need to be so mission-minded that people, when we witness to them, that they don't think that we have a, a string attached to it, like, oh, they're expecting me to do something. No, we just want to bless you and we just want to love you. That's the, whole, that's the whole point of serving evangelism. We serve people because we love them. And let me tell you something. If you're not involved in outreach, and this is a pretty hard saying, if you're not involved, if you're not reaching out, and I understand we have things to do, but if you're not helping, if you're not praying, if you're not involved in reaching outside these four walls, you're not growing. Because you can hear the word all day long, but if you don't do the word, you're not going to grow. But if you want to grow, if you want to grow here, if you want to grow here, you've got to reach outside these four walls and let people know that God loves them, that there's hope for them. Amen. Hampton, Tennessee, that's what we prayed for earlier. Why, why did we pray? Why do we pray about going to Hampton? Why, why are we praying about that? Why are we even going? Why are we going? Because there's people up there, families up there that are so poor, from what I've heard Brother Nick say, our youth pastor. They're so poor, they don't have nothing up there. They don't have nothing. So we're going to go up there. They're going to see the youth right here. They're going to lead worship up there on Sunday morning. So there's going to be just, there may be a, we're believing for a lot of people to come out next Sunday, all right? But if there's not a whole lot of people here next Sunday, it's because just about the majority of the church is gone on a mission trip. We should be happy about that. But some people will look at it backwards and say, there ain't nobody here. They're on a mission trip. Hello. Are y'all with me? <laughs> so it's not about the size of the crowd. It's about the size of the crowd that we're sending. Are y'all with me? Send, send, send. Jesus said, the Father sent me. It all started with him. Are we sending or are we staying? Are we leaving, leaving or are we staying? Take off and go. Go. Go witness. Go be a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we have to be intentional. Be intentional and let other people know about what God's doing here, about what God's doing in our hearts. You know, you may go to a McDonald's one day and you might meet someone and they're just sitting there and, you, and the Lord just begins to turn your attention to them and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell them just to begin to talk to them. Maybe they know God already. Maybe they don't know God. We've got to be sensitive to these things. So my message today is don't be so inward focused that all we think about is going to church. Let's be outward focused. Let's focus. Let's go out. Let's reach out and touch people with the gospel. Listen, if this is the only place you can shout, 
you need to evaluate your faith. Are y'all with me? If you have to have some kind of certain type of music for you to praise God or pray or preach or whatever, you need to evaluate your life. You need to be able to pray and witness to people without anybody's help. Are y'all with me? Well, pastor, that's your job. No, it ain't. I'm supposed to equip you and you're supposed to go do it and I go do it with you. Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm just telling you Bible. Let me put it real plain this morning. Y'all ready? If you ain't doing nothing, you ain't in the will of God. (laughs) Are y'all with me? Can I get an amen? So God says, I want you to be busy. I want you to be active. I want you to reach out. And some of you, I feel like you may not be, you may feel like you're not worthy enough. You're not worthy enough to reach out. You're not worthy enough to pray for people. Can I be transparent with you this morning? If you knew what I did in my life, you'd have a totally different perspective. If you knew what kind of bad things I did, the pastor, the pastor, if you knew what I did, you'd have a different change of perspective. You would have a different perspective. You'd say, yeah, I I think I could pray for somebody after knowing what he did. Y'all looking at me, holier than thou? Oh! You bunch of sinners. Y'all looking at me? Listen, don't act like you ain't done nothing bad. Don't act like you ain't never been jealous, you've never been envious, you've never lusted. You never. I'm preaching this morning. Y'all holier than thou. Don't look at me. If you knew what I did, your perspective would be changed because I'm a living testimony. I'm a living testimony of what God can do. God can do anything. He can do anything. Are y'all with me? So don't, so don't just sit back and say, well, the pastor, he, he, has, he has a little bit more good in his account than I do. That's nonsense. That's not even the gospel. That's religion. Well, the pastor's got a little bit more brownie points with God than I do. I'm going to ask the pastor to pray because he's a little bit closer to God. No, you can come boldly before the throne of grace and you can contact God just as well as I can. Do you know why I'm comfortable letting people obey God in here? Are y'all with me this morning? You know why I'm comfortable letting people pray and shout? and, Pastor, I, I got to say something. Say it. Y'all with me? Pastor, I want to obey God. Go ahead. Because this is a body thing. This is not a pastor thing. Are y'all with me? It's a body thing. It's not about a one-man show. Listen, those days are over with. Are y'all with me? It's not a one-man show. It is a body coming together. And you know what? When I go to Hampton, I'm going to sit back. Hallelujah. Listen, I know y'all going to drag me forward. I know you will. But I'm going to sit back and I'm going to see you guys praying for people and witnessing to people, praying for them, leading them to the Lord. And you know what? That's going to bring me such joy to see you obey God, to see you shout, to see you begin to prophesy to people. It brings me joy to see you. Listen, I'm I'm preaching this morning. I don't have to be in the line. Limelight. Some people think they have to be in the limelight. They look at me, look at me, look at what I did. It don't matter what you did. You're just a channel and a conduit of what God's doing in your life. Are y'all with me? So it's not a one-man show. It's not about what somebody else did. It's not about what so-and-so did. It's not about a title. It's not about a position. It's about the priesthood of believers that can access the throne of God no matter what you've done, no matter where you came from, no matter where you're from. Amen? 
you can access the throne of God. And that's what we're doing today in this church. We're accessing the throne of God. And some of you today, some of you, there's some of you today that should have come up here. I'm not condemning you, okay? But there's some of you that need to come up here still to get prayer. Are y'all with me? There's some of you today that still need a breakthrough in your life to break through and say, God, I know you're wanting me to get beyond my personal pain to reach other people, to help them with the pain that they have, that what they're going through, amen? Amen. Will you pass the test? Are you a Levite? Are you a priest? Or are you the Samaritan in that passage? Do you just keep on passing by? Or does that wounded person get your attention? You see them wounded and you stop because you can't keep going. You've got to reach them. That's why we're not an insider church. We're an outsider church. Does that make sense? Amen. Everybody smile. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. There's some of you this morning, you need to come up. You need to get prayer. You say, Pastor, I've never done it before. I, you, you, well, you need to believe today. You need to believe today. You need to come up and get prayer. You need delivered. You need to be set free. We believe laying on the hands. We believe when we lay hands on people, they get set free. They get delivered. Amen? So y'all come on up and sing. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit's probably talking to you this morning. He's talking to you this morning. And you... This is what you're thinking. Man, something's got to change. How many's ever been there before? How many's ever been there before? Something's got to change. I can't just keep going like this. That's where you're at right now. Something's got to give. That's where you're at. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we just pray for every individual here today. Lord, we thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, you're so merciful to us, God. Lord, you're so merciful to me. Lord, you've been so good to me, Father, and I thank you, God, for revealing your word to us, Lord. And Father, there's people here today, God, they're at the point, Lord, where something's got to change. Something's got to give. Something's got to change in my life. I can't keep going like this. Father, I pray that you touch them and lead them, God. Speak to them, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? As they sing this morning, come up. Don't, don't, Don't back up. Come up, let's pray with you, because you need it. You need God this morning. You need him. Thank you, Lord.